The music says it all, but we'd like to say it again. Thank you, from all of us at CITR, for your generous support during our 2011 fund drive. We just couldn't do it without you. You made a million dreams come true, and so I'm saying thanks, a million to you. It still moves through my heart from time to time City after city Granite gray as morning Heroes died in subways left behind Far behind like our love You're on your own again And you're your best again That's what you tell yourself I see it all the way As far as anyone Except when it began I was so happy I didn't feel like me And good evening, you're listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver UBC Campus Radio and the show Stereoscopic Readout. I'm your host, Darren, and this is the last show of the year. So I figured, um, I don't know, I'm not one of those people who will play something at the beginning of the year, um, like on New Year's Day or whatever. Uh, but I do love that song so much that I always like playing it. Um, at appropriate times like tonight, uh, Scott Walker from Scott 4, released in 1969. That was On Your Own Again. Um, Not very much on the agenda tonight, just some stuff, but I do have one wee thing which I wanted to play. I'm going to do... How do I put it? Um, I got back... Let's see. Let's let's back up. I got to reading yet again uh, bits and pieces of Ian MacDonald's Revolution in the Head, which is one of the just the most fabulous books. Um, if you're a Beatles fan, it's... I mean, if, if you don't have it, by God, go and get it. Um, although it's a bit of a caveat it's a book about uh obviously the beatles it's a track by track 
history of their musical career. Um, not for the faint of heart, because if you've got favorite Beatles songs, uh, it is quite possible that Ian McDonald will skewer them. Um, case in point across the universe, um, he hates it. I mean, I loved the version that came out on uh, Anthology Volume 2. Um, other things like Nowhere Man gets skewered. Much of the stuff that was recorded in the summer of 1967 gets completely ripped apart. But um, it's it's also an eye-opening. It, it, it kind of changed the way I think about music and the way I listen to music. Um, so it's it's a good uh, it's a good read if you're very very into the history of the Beatles and you want to find out where they recorded when they recorded who played what on which track uh, things that go on like he'll point out um, little goofs or fluff notes or whatever um, stuff like that where you can spot the edit in uh, Strawberry Fields Forever stuff like that so anyway enough said. Um, so I took to reading it again because once you pick it up, you can't put it down and, um, got to reading the bit on what's the new Mary Jane. So I figured, Hey, you know what? I've not actually gone through, uh, what's the new Mary Jane revolution nine. And of course we'll never get to hear, um, at least not in the foreseeable future carnival of light by the Beatles. The, those are the three main, um, avant-garde tracks they produced during uh, the band's tenure uh, but we can get we can listen to what's new mary jane and we're going to listen to revolution nine if i actually brought it and carnival of light well i'll explain that later but uh, it's it's never been released might not actually ever been released although uh, paul mccartney's quite keen to get it out there but it was a Lengthy, avant-garde, just free-form track. Um, it has been described, if you've read Barry Miles' book many years from now, um, as sounding a lot like uh, Return of the Son of Monster Magnet by Frank Zappa and the Mother of his, Mothers of Invention, which was released on their first album, Freak Out, in 1966. So we, we're going to listen to Return of the Son of Monster Magnet, but... Uh, First off, we are going to start the show with, this is, um, was recorded for uh, the White Album, but was not released until uh, the late night or the mid-90s when Anthology Volume 3 came out. This is a song which John Lennon wrote in Rishikesh, India, as kind of a campfire sing-along, which is what they would do um, at the end of the day, sit around and just jam, make up, new, write new songs and so forth. Um, took it back to... London once he hooked up with Yoko Ono while the song went sideways and uh, you're going to hear what happened to it starting now She looks as an African queen She eating 12 chapatis and cream she tastes as Mongolian lamb She coming from Aldebaran What a shame Mary Jane had paid a party What a shame Mary Jane, what a shame Mary Jane had paid at the party She liked to be married with Yeti 
be grooving such cookie spaghetti. She jumping as Mexican bean to make that her body more thin. What a shame Mary Jane had a vein of the body. Catch Patagonian pancakes With that one and gin party makes She having all the ways good contacts She making with apple and contract What a shame Mary Jane had a pain at the party
Before we get taken away. The alphabet has only 26 letters. With these 26 magic symbols, however, millions of words are written every day. Pick up your winter issue of Discorder, as the Jan-Semper issue is packed with goodies that will warm even the coldest of cockles. Take a dip with Dixie's Death Pool, a spacey art rock collective, or read up on local outsider pop music makers, World Club. Cozy up on the couch with Filmstripped, featuring a review of Color Me Obsessed, a documentary on the replacements. And in case you missed the memo, 2012 is almost here. Check out the Discorder album picks of 2011. Don't forget to pick up your special Jansember issue of Discorder. Number nine, 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 number nine.
nine. Number
Was? Yeah. Was? Oh. Maybe even then, exposure is something that's so difficult to bear. infamous Revolution 9 from the White Album, released in 1968. <clears throat> Started that set off with uh, What's the New Mary Jane, which originally, as I said, had been uh, slated for the White Album, but was cut, um, I think, pretty much due to uh, lack of space, but probably also due to politics within the group. Um, Revolution 9, and very really interesting... Um, sort of story about its uh, genesis, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, the first track the Beatles attempted or recorded or started recording um, when they got back from Rishikesh and started the White Album Sessions was the song uh, Revolution One. Um, it was originally called just Revolution, but um, John Lennon wanted it out as a single. The other members of the band didn't really want to have a such a politically aware or um, charged song being a single so they came up with a number of, of excuses one of which was oh it's too slow to be a single so that's why there's the actual uh, faster and louder uh, version which is called revolution which has appeared as the b-side to hey jude um but back to the original story they recorded revolution one which we originally stretched beyond the six minute mark which um it was the single i mean it was the song that you all know from the white album and then this long sort of thing kind of like uh, the animals sky pilot where it just goes into this freeform jam and they were going to layer on all these uh, riot and uh, crowd noises and other sound effects to make it sound like an actual revolution um john lennon thought better of the idea edited the um the sort of freeform portion of the song off the um what appeared on the album and then used that as the basis or bed track to what became revolution nine um paul mccartney and ringo star did not participate um in that session although yoko ono and george harrison did you can hear obviously john lennon's voice uh, just basically reading excerpts from the paper or sort of um, ad-libbing bits of spoken word you can hear uh george harrison doing the same his uh, the most notable thing you'll you'll you can identify him saying is when he says el dorado at one point um basically what they did is they rated uh, john and yoko rated the sound effects library at uh 
Abbey Road Studios and came back with a load of things, um, some of which were orchestral snippets like Sibelius's Seventh Symphony, which you can hear repeat a few times over the course of the song. Um, well, not song, more like track. Um, the famous uh, number nine uh, repetition is from a... Um, God, it's not a language exam. It was something. It was I think it was like a tape um, test or an audio test that was meant to be performed uh, in the studio. But yeah, many things just sort of looped over and over again. Apparently, at one point, uh, the the tape echo actually ran out while they were trying to while they were do because they were doing so many passes and they decided, hell, let's just rewind it live while the thing's running. So um, apparently you can sort of hear that happen at about the 4 minutes and 40 second mark. But, um, yeah, that pretty much was the most out there that the Beatles got while, um, I mean, while they were a collective entity. I mean, John Lennon released a lot and a lot wilder stuff on his two... um, not the two virgins. Well, the two virgins album was one of them. Life with uh, unfinished music. That was it. Unfinished music volumes one and two. And um, George Harrison used the Zapple um, subsidiary of Apple to uh, put out some uh, sort of uh, albums of stuff he was doing with his new Moog synthesizers. <clears throat> so anyway, and now as I mentioned before, um, I was gonna like obviously I would want to play as part of this. Uh, a track called Carnival of Light if in fact it was available now if you if you're on like a if you're on the internet and you see somebody offering the track Carnival of Light for download it's not the real one um basically in early 1967 the Beatles were invited to provide a uh, soundtrack or um just some sort of incidental music for a happening, which was happening at the uh, Roundhouse in ch- the Chalk Farm area of London. Um, it was touted as a rave. Um, I think Jimi Hendrix, um, the Jimi Hendrix experience played that that gig. But uh, as part of the um, light shows and whatnot that were going on, the Beatles were invited to produce uh, a piece of music to accompany it. And Carnival of Light is what ensued. Um, the reason why... Well, you're not really going to hear it because um, apparently it was George Harrison who blocked it uh, from getting onto the um, anthology series. But uh, in order to get it uh, released officially as a Beatles uh, piece, uh, Paul McCartney has to get uh, Ringo, Yoko, and um, George Harrison's widow, Olivia, their uh, permission to do so which they he hasn't got yet. So uh, you will you will see people, you know, uh, per, offering stuff for download purporting to be Carnival of Light, but it's not it. Um very 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 few people have ever heard the track. Um I think I can't remember the guy's name. He wrote a uh, book on the not Mark Lewishan, some uh, I can't remember the other guy, but uh it's been noted by an, another guy who wrote a book on the Beatles recording sessions if that jogs your memory you can figure out who it is um that it does sound like son of return of the son of monster magnet by frank zappa and the mothers of invention which was released on their first album freak out in 1966 um except 
a little bit less rhythmic and uh, also featuring John Lennon's infamous uh, yelling the name Barcelona several points during the uh, the performance. So obviously because I can't get my hands on that track, uh, I'm going to play you the next big thing, or not, not, not next big thing, next best thing. This is... Return of the Son of Monster Magnet by Mothers of Invention. You are listening to 101.9 FM CITR. Oops. Let's try this again. Susie? Yes. Susie Cream Cheese? Yes. This is the voice of your conscience, baby. Uh, I just want to check one thing out with you. You don't mind, do you? What? Susie Cream Cheese, honey, what's got into you?
Stereoscopic readout here on 101.9 FM CITR. That was Mothers of Invention from their 1966 debut album, Freak Out and Return of the Son of Monster Magnet. Our best guess as to how the Beatles' Carnival of Light track might actually sound. And that's all we've got until that day when it gets an official release. Which maybe never. Anyway, that preceding uh, that preceding set, three songs going out to Luke Meat, our former music director here at CITR 
departed company with uh, the station earlier this year. And in some circles, including this one right here, he is missed. Um, also sending a shout out to our former programming director. That's that word I'm looking for. Former programming director, Mr. Bryce Dunn, and uh, the erstwhile host of Rumbletone Radio Agogo, Mr. Frank Yar. Frank Yar had to go back to the USA permanently a couple of weeks ago, and he will very much be missed by uh, the station, by me personally and the city at large. He did a whole lot of good things promoting local talent. Unfortunately, immigration caught up with them. So uh, basically large portions of the next set are dedicated to Frank and Bryce. I'm going to be starting off right now with, what is this? Oh, The Misunderstood with I Can Take You to the Sun. I 
During your big interview, Arts Co-op would like to help. The ultimate package from the Arts Co-op Student Association includes a professional portfolio, business cards, and a USB pen. For more information, email acsapromo@gmail.com. Yeah. 
Back with you on 101.9 FM CITR. And um, that was I Had Too Much to Dream Last Night by the Electric Prunes. Keen-eared observers will recognize that from Frank's uh, Rumbletone Radio Go-Go promo, which um, I don't actually haven't checked. It might still even be in the... um, in the uh, Burley Library. But anyway, that formed part of it. Um, the opening sort of buzz of feedback there. Now, where was I? Where was I? Started that off with uh, The Misunderstood, um, and I Can Take You to the Sun. It's from a compilation on Cherry Red. I think it's on Cherry Red. Yes. Uh, Cherry Red Records called Before the Dream Faded um, Misunderstood came from Riverside, California were sort of uh, they, they had a following they had a they made a big impression on Sunset Strip but uh, they also made a big impression on John Peel who was convinced he could make them a household name in uh, the UK which didn't quite happen because they never really did secure proper work visas to stay in the UK. And plus, the U.S. Army was hounding them. Uh, one of them was a uh, actually, dis- uh, well, one of them was dodging the draft. Um, and he eventually went back to figure figured out that if he went back to uh, serve his time in the in the uh, U.S. Army, he'd be able to just kind of get out in a couple of years and restart the band. But uh, he couldn't hack it and actually deserted, so uh, that was big trouble. They spend the, they basically cracked under the pressure from um, you know the FBI hounding them in the UK, and plus couldn't stay there very launch, uh, longer. And that is uh, the story of a band that kind of folded before they ever really really got big. Um, Love after that with the Castle from Decapo, their second album. And The Doors with Spanish Caravan. Going to continue. Uh, It's kind of got an L.A. theme happening at the moment. So I'm going to continue it on, continue on with um, Chocolate Watch Band.
101.9 FM CITR. You are listening to the closing minutes of Stereoscopic Rito for this, our final show of 2011. Um, Ben does not appear to be here in the studio yet, so I don't know if he's got somebody covering for him, if he's just running late, but... uh, Usually starting at 9, it would be live from Thunderbird Radio Hell. Oh, I think it's Ochre coming in to cover for him. Now I remember. So hopefully Ochre comes in. If not, it may be a previously broadcast episode of live from Thunderbird Radio Hell. But Ochre should be in tonight anyway at 11 if he's not here within the next 8 minutes. Uh, For Funk My Life from 11 till midnight, that midnight... Pierre takes over for with oral, oral tentacles for six hours, and that is your listening pleasure for the rest of the evening. Um, that was quite a lengthy set, so uh, started off with the Chocolate Watch Band. Actually, I sort of mm, pegged this as kind of an L.A. set, but it wasn't. Uh, Chocolate Watch Band from San Jose. Um, psychedelic Trip. You heard the Looking Glasses with... Visions, uh, Human Expression with Love at Psychedelic Velocity. Uh, Morgan was there with Of Dreams, apparently the, quote, 45 version. I've never heard an album version or a 33 and a third version. Um, Sound Apparatus, you heard Travel Agent Man and Liberation News Service with Midwinter's Afternoon. Pinocchio and His Puppets, it's a band I know absolutely nothing about not that i know much more about any of the other bands that i played in that set um fusion and the ron ray light show with speed was the last song you heard there i'm gonna play some litter next may get to the profits but that should be it from me for uh this year uh my year wasn't bad could have been better was unemployed for about six months the first six months of this year but day been gainfully employed ever since and for small mercies we'll be thankful um you should hear from me again next week bye for now
Everybody die. 